1: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. The Watoto Children's Choir is returning to Australia next year and Neil Johnson recently caught up with Ruth Vendenbring. She's the National Public Relations Director with Watoto Children's Ministry and they sat down and had a chat not only about the choir but about some of the great opportunities that exist for us to link with More
0: of the great ministry work that Watoto do. It's a bit of a behind the scenes Watoto from a different angle on today's 2020 podcast. Hello, Ruth. Welcome to 2020. Thank you for having me. Ruth, just give us a quick snapshot of Watoto Children's Choir. It has become globally famous and uh, it is just a joy to see those children sing.
1: Wow, okay, a quick snapshot. <laughs> yep. So basically the Watoto Children's Choir tour to raise awareness for the work that Watoto does in Uganda. They tour to all different parts of the world and have been very successful in, in fulfilling that mission and and raising awareness. Uh, we receive a lot of new sponsorships, um, which provides ongoing income for Watoto as well as a result of the choir. And it's actually incredible to see how much the choir impact lives in Australia as well through through their stories, through their music. And it's more than, it's not just about Watoto. Watoto Children's Choir actually gives back to audiences all over Australia as well and, and brings hope and life. And we get testimonies coming in weekly, daily, about people whose lives have been changed by seeing the choir.
0: Now, what's the typical age of kids in the choir?
1: So usually between about seven and 13. So it's it's quite young, really, when you think about it. Um, they're off touring the world and, and seeing some of the most incredible things, but it's a great age. We find that their English improves greatly over the course of the tour, their confidence improves, and just having that increased worldview at that age is really influential in in raising them up to be leaders.
0: Now I want to talk to you about some of the deeper things that are a part of Wototo Children's Choir because sometimes we could think of them as uh, these bunch of kids that, as we say, tour the world, Mm -hmm. Uh, release CDs and all sorts of things like that, exciting stuff, but they are the front of what is quite a deep and uh, very influential organisation, and particularly when it comes to looking after the poor and the orphans. Uh, yeah. what, let's, let's talk about those things that are happening behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, sure. So if you see the choir, then and what you said is, is definitely correct, that they are, I guess, the face of what is a a crisis in Africa, which is um, children that are abandoned, children that are orphans due to whether it's war, poverty, HIV, AIDS, um, a a myriad of issues that that exist there. And these children, when they share their stories, they've each got a different experience. And some of them have been with Watoto since they were babies. Others have... um, Joined Watoto recently at, at the age of about eleven or twelve after their parents, um, one of the one of the little boys in the in the recent choir actually shares that his mum was shot by the uh, rebel soldiers in the conflict in northern Uganda and just some of the most incredible things that we couldn't we couldn't imagine in in this um, society that we live in here and they also share the the beauty though that you know love and hope that Jesus can bring and that transformation that's happened in their lives.
0: Yes, the harshness of the environment that those children are in. Mm -hmm. As you say, uh, some kids in Uganda who've been uh, taken and almost kidnapped to be child soldiers, Uh, uh, the prevalence of HIV and the dreadful uh, death toll that that's had. And of course, that's one of the reasons why there's so many orphans there in Uganda to care for, and those sorts of things, it's just not like anything we understand here in Australia.
1: Yeah, no, exactly.
0: Ruth, let's talk about the age groups, because mm. one of the specifically focused ministries of Watoto is towards babies, and yeah. those children really zero to two years of age.
1: Yeah, so children that are zero to two, obviously, as most people would know, and um, require quite specialised care. So um, we have a... a well, we have three facilities, um, which are Baby Watoda, um that care for children between those ages, and they are equipped with absolutely everything that a baby would need to grow up uh, and flourish in in that environment. And babies come to us from all all sorts of circumstances. Uh, we have the best facilities in Uganda, better than any hospital, to care for premature infants. So we have quite a few infants that are referred to us from local hospitals um, with quite um complicated needs and we're able to care for those and, and provide them with everything that they need and then it, um, reunite them with existing relatives or, or if they are orphaned then they can transition into our villages. Um, some some babies are just abandoned. We had a, a story recently Um, a volunteer shared with us about uh, a rescue that they were actually got to be part of as um, a volunteer at Baby Watoto and they basically just got a phone call um, from a, a social worker in, in a slum area saying that they'd found this baby Um, that had been abandoned, crying, completely wet through, left with nothing except for a little piece of paper um, with the baby's name on it. So we were able to go and this volunteer um, from New Zealand was able to go and be part of the rescue of of that baby and and see how that works and um, organise all the paperwork associated with that and then take that baby to Baby baby Watoto and um, bath, give her a bottle, give her everything she needed and... She then went back a couple of years later and that baby is now walking and happy, well adjusted, just beautiful when you just think if if that ministry wasn't there, you know, where would where would that baby be and I don't I don't want to answer that question.
0: Absolutely amazing, isn't it? The way that you've got the choir and it just raises the profile mm-hmm. and you've got this globally known children's choir wherever they go they're just so loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just falling in love with those children in the choir creates this opportunity for people to connect with the ministry, to be able to give. And when you start talking about high-tech facilities for caring for babies, I mean, that just makes your heart melt.
1: Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's so much bigger, I think, than what people imagine. And we try and present as much of that as possible through the choir and specifically through the children's stories we had like I said before, children on tour that we've cared for uh, since they were little babies. And, you know, they they grew up, they came from that. They were cared for in that facility of, of baby Watoto and, and now they live in one of the villages and they have a house mum and, and that's that's their life. You know, they're a Watoto kid and, and they've been given that a new family and, and all of that. So it's really, it's incredible.
0: Ruth, in our last segment, we were talking about babies. Those kids, mm-hmm. uh, zero to two years of age and the wonderful support that they have uh, when they're left for dead in many cases and uh, they're just given a new breath of life because of the wonderful facilities that Watoto has established uh, the facilities and the care it it uh, it goes beyond just those those little babies it extends through children and to teenagers and whole families are affected
1: that's correct yeah so we believe at Watoto that it's more than just providing needs providing the needs of those children. So we put children in families where eight or up to eight children live in a house with a mum and those homes are built into clusters and those clusters into villages. And we now care for almost 3,000 children that way. And we care for them all throughout their high school, uh, throughout university, and then help them transition into employment after university as well. So really they have everything that they need in terms of schooling, medical care and all of that. But beyond that and and so much more importantly, the love of a family, the love of a mother that they wouldn't have otherwise, um, they are provided through that, that care system.
0: In our last segment, we were talking about uh, the way that the choir has this wonderful profile Mm. and it links people with an ability, wherever they might be around the world, where those Watoto children visit and sing, uh, to be able to be sponsors. And so people are giving financially into the work of Watoto there in Uganda and beyond. But there is a goal, isn't there, that Watoto and the ministry that's happening there in Africa will be self-sustaining?
1: That's correct. So we have many sponsors and and donors all over the world that contribute to um, the work that we do, and that's incredibly important. However, we don't want to solely rely on that, and we recognise the importance of also being self-sustainable and having self-sustainability initiatives. We currently have um, multiple self-sustainability initiatives, uh, linking to the the baby Watoto, which we were just talking about, one of the biggest costs of running a home that cares for hundreds or multiple homes sorry that care for hundreds of babies is is formula and we after yeah listening to some some research and and that kind of thing we discovered that Goat's milk is actually the closest to a mother's breast milk. It has the same antibodies and and that kind of thing that babies need to be given the best start in life. And so we now have a goat farm that produces milk for our baby's home and reduces that cost of buying formula. It also provides employment and training for people that run that goat farm and is just a much more sustainable solution. We can also sell excess milk. Um, to generate a profit, and we have multiple projects like that that not only um, provide food or or whatever is is we're in need of for the villages, but also excess generates a profit and reduces our operating costs.
0: Now, some of our listeners will be supporters of the Ministry of Watoto, and you've got this tremendous opportunity that's coming up where sponsors of these children can actually visit Uganda and see the work for themselves.
1: Yeah, so we conducted some surveys recently and we found that a lot of the people that support Watoto are very interested in going to Watoto and actually seeing the work firsthand, particularly our sponsors, would love the opportunity to visit their sponsor child or the mother that they sponsor or maybe the the project, whether it's baby Watoto or Living Hope. And so we've created that opportunity for people and it's happening in September of 2014, so next year, next September, and it's basically an opportunity for people um, to be able to visit visit the projects and and meet their their sponsored child and it's really the most amazing thing to see it firsthand and I've done that personally myself I actually lived there for a while and I got to meet my sponsored child and it just makes such a massive difference having that personal connection and I think I went there thinking that I would I guess have an input into other people's lives and it was a ministry trip I guess uh, but I came home. And I'm sure I did that, but I found that I was so blessed and so changed as a result of even just um, you know, a couple of weeks in, in Uganda and the opportunities and the experiences that I had there. It just absolutely changes your life.
0: And I guess you can become a sponsor just by visiting the website at www.watoto.com. But I suppose uh, with the kids coming to sing again next year, that's the most likely time when people are going to sign up and say, I'd like to support the Ministry of Watoto. When you actually do sign up to support, is it a little bit like other child sponsorship where you're sponsoring and you're promising to give a gift regularly?
1: That's correct. So it's a monthly commitment of $40. Whether you're sponsoring a child, you can also sponsor the Watoto Mothers or you can sponsor the Baby Watoto Program or the Living Hope Program. So it's it's that ongoing monthly commitment.
0: And the choir is coming out next year. Uh, Tell us about what that... Uh, will look like with the choir and their entourage and where they'll be sort of going to, or is that itinerary really open? Because I guess you could invite the Watoto Children's Choir to come and sing at your particular venue or your church.
1: Yeah, that is correct. We already have a number of bookings for next year. They arrive on Australian shores in May and they'll start their tour in Queensland. So Queenslanders, you need to get in quick. Uh, and then they'll be heading around Australia and to many different locations. So if you want to know about booking the choir, it's best to email choirau at watoto.com or visit the website.
0: Okay, so there'll be a link there on the website where you can make contact and book the choir. That's correct. That's www.watoto.com. Now that's spelt W-A-T-O-T-O, Watoto, for the Watoto Children's Choir. Ruth Vandenbrink is the National Public Relations Director for Watoto Childcare Ministries. Ruth, just uh, great talking to you about it. Look forward to hearing those kids next year.
1: Wonderful. Thanks for having me.